Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my incredible co-host, Coach Mia. Welcome back. Thank you, Seth. Yeah, I was gone last week. We, we missed you. We had Coach Bray in the in the co-host seat. He did great. <laughs> that deep baritone oh, voice of his. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. We talked basketball. If you missed that episode, if you're just tuning into this and you missed last week's show, I encourage you. You can listen to this podcast anywhere podcasts are played. You can also go back and look at archives. We're also on YouTube at The Five Star Life. All the shows are there for the last few episodes. It's a new thing for us, so we're getting used to it. We're changing some cam- camera angles around, <laughs> um, getting our best side. But this is going to be a great show. If you just tuned in, go to fivestarlife.org unless you're driving and you're listening in your car. Don't do that. But do at some point visit us at fivestarlife.org. Learn about this mission we're on to change the face of education, of sports, of culture. You know, there's enough bad news in society. And I mean, everywhere you turn, it seems like it's like fear sells. There's so many bad things happening, but we ultimately decided 18 going on 19 years ago to say the bad news of 7,000 kids dropping out of school every single school day in America has got to stop. And we began to dig into what was at the root of it. And when you look at research, it says that you know, what creates success or failure is this operating system that we all have that it determines how we look at ourselves in the mirror, determines how we treat people. It's our work ethic. It's our value system, our dreams, our vision. Everything is wrapped up and encapsulated in this operating system that we refer to as a mindset. And you can go to fivestarlife.org to learn about what we're doing with K through 12th graders to impact their mindset, to give them a foundation that creates a ripple effect to success. Now, they've got to do the work, but there's something about giving them those tools that's so powerful. So, Seth, you just went to a school yesterday. I always love to share about these because they're so fun. Yes, they they are so much fun. It's just, um, you know, it's a new school year right now. If you're watching this within a close release date of this episode, we, we were just there yesterday. And um, Highland Middle School, just they've been doing our curriculum. I think this is our fourth year involved in Five Star, partnering with Five Star. And um, I don't know, 800 kids or so packed into an assembly hall, auditorium. Oh, you did the whole school? Yeah, it was like an all-school assembly. And we do this thing, this format called a conversation with Coach Seth. Um, Because kids are used to hearing from me. So when I go to the school, the last thing I want to do is be just a talking head. So I don't want to sit there for an hour on a mic just talking. Like, if you do any research about kids, like the average atten- attention span of a, a middle school kid is like six minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> so 60 minutes, that's not good. So we do this conversation where we have a panel of kids and they, they come up with questions to ask me and it's kind of get to know Coach Seth. But they're asking questions about curriculum, about content, about life, about bullying, about family, about you know, breakups and relationships. Wow. 
And then, you know, I'll give them a chance to give their opinions and then I'll share. And it's just this conversation in front of whatever, six or 800 or how many kids were there yesterday. So it's fun. Oh, that's good. Now, can the kids in the audience ask a question too, or just the kids on the panel? We kept it just to the panel um, yesterday, um, but sometimes we do open it up. Every school is a little bit different. So we had a school that did that. It was really cool. They had a mic in front of the stage where, you know, I gave the audience a chance to come and ask a question if there's time. The panel had so many questions, we we ran out of time. Oh, wow. Hey, so this is different though. We don't usually, or did you kick off this... Yeah, it was, like, it was like a school kickoff. Okay. So they will then start. So it's sixth, seventh, and eighth graders at the school that we visited. And the sixth graders had no clue who I was. <laughs> so they're sitting front and center, and all the se- like the seventh and eighth graders are going crazy. Um, because if you're on a screen, you're a celebrity. And so they were going crazy, and the sixth graders were like, who is this guy? Why are they going so crazy? Um, so it was a fun introduction for them, and then they'll kick off um, our new theme, Breakthrough, which we'll be talking about later in, in this episode. You know, one thing that's interesting to me, though, is that it's not it's, – it's a celebrity. I've seen it. You're, they love you. But they all, it's, it, what always blows my mind is they truly get – the curriculum and the questions they ask you, they're listening. They're participating in yeah. it. Yeah, it, it, it's um, its the f- most fun part for me is getting to that level where they're able to ask questions. You can interact. And because what kids naturally want to do is they want to they share their story. You know, because there's so much curriculum that they go through in – Oftentimes in these lessons, I'll tie in something personal. So they feel a connection to me. And so kids will just automatically just they'll walk with me and just start telling me their life story, you know, and then ask questions about what, what I would do. And so it's, it's very cool. And it's just so interesting. Um, me and Arnold were talking on the way back from the school visit. And he was just saying, you know, it, it, so many people are so hopeless when they think about America and they think about, the future of America based on all the things that are happening to attack kids right now. And based off the media, all you hear are the bad things kids are getting involved in and what's happening. But when you go to, you know, a conversation with coach Seth or a site visit with me, if you could go, you'd be so filled with hope because these kids are gravitating towards these values, these truths, these principles that we know are so important to create a culture that we all want to live in. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, there is so much hope. And you think about the impact our curriculum is having in schools, but then you think about when you go and you can see in one room a large mass of kids screaming, cheering, wanting autographs, wanting selfies to, from a middle-aged man who's <laughs> teaching them how to live by the value of respect. And live by integrity and take responsibility and sacrifice and have courage. Simple. So, so you think about this, you think there's no way that's happening in America. It is happening in America. Yeah. They're gravitating towards it because it's working for their life. And so when you take that success and you compound that with our new Five Life app, as we get this into the hands of kids and parents across America, we can change this thing, but we need your help. So if you're listening to this show and you are not involved in five-star life, and you've been listening to this show for more than three or four episodes, if you're five and beyond, it's time. I just want to really encourage you, there's a place for you. 
whether it's getting involved volunteering, whether it's leveraging your connection, your network to reach out to a local school or detention center, or whether it's getting involved finance, there's a place for you to do your part. But this idea that there's nothing we can do, it's just, you know, or it's going to raise the red, you know, the white flag and just give in to the, the crazy course where this, this nation is on. That is, that is no longer an excuse. We're making a difference. There's a solution. You know, talk a little bit about why is our curriculum different? Like, why are we making a difference? Oh, man, that's a good question. One, there are a lot of curriculums out there. Mm -hmm. There are so many curriculums out there. Um, We are the only curriculum that is video-driven and research-based that has the ability to connect and engage kids like we do. And, you know, there's a lot of curriculums that are research-based, They have research, right? But unfortunately, a lot of the curriculums are created by people with PhDs, but have no ability to connect with kids. So the research is good, but there's this massive gap between youth culture and how they can receive said research and tools and how it's being communicated. So it's all great stuff, but kids can't grasp it. Mm -hmm. We have a method a way of engaging kids that it's more of an art form. It's more of a gifting. It's their, their skills that are, they're, they're just more personality and gifting and art form. And it's combined with the research. I don't know if that's a great answer, but that's kind of real. I think people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between why you like one artist and like another artist. And I mean, I see that in you and I see it in our curriculum is, is how you talk to them. You don't talk above them. You don't talk below them. You talk to them. And you've spent a lot of time in research of finding that way to talk to them. And and you truly do have a gift. I mean, you are. Yeah. No, you know, we all have gifts. God gives all of us gifts and we're supposed to use those gifts. Um, so we're, we're using those gifts and they're having impact. But I think the other part of it, part of me honing my gift is just spending the last 25 years of my life working with kids. So um, I think one of, the, one of the dangers is when people that work, have worked with kids, but they've, they're, they're out of the game for five years, 10 years, they lose that ability to connect. You know, last night until 7.30, I'm with kids, connecting with kids. Like, like I'm working with basketball players. I'm working with kids in, you know, on probation. Mm-hmm. I love it. I live for it. We got to take a quick break. We'll come right back after this. Did you know that you can bring the values, lessons, and mindsets Coach Seth discusses on the 5 Star Life podcast to your local community? Schools are searching for programs and content that work. Just a simple introduction to your teacher or principal could be a game changer in your community. Inquire at 5starlife.org and someone from our team will be in touch. Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my incredible co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. Glad to be back. Good to have you back. Yeah. Uh, if you just tuned in, I want to encourage you to go check out our website. We're on a mission to change 
culture and we're having massive impact tens of thousands of kids every single week you can go to fivestarlife.org really want to encourage you though you know this is actually something you can listen to on any podcast platform in the world that's where we're streamed uh, also you can now watch this on youtube at the five star life show i actually like that feature because i'm kind of a youtube guy i like to see things i'm more visual even if i can't to sit and watch it. I like the feature that it it literally, if you just stop it or pause it and you come back to it the next day, it, it picks up right where you left off. I love that feature. So check it out there. All right. So um, we were talking in the last segment about, you know, our great trip to Highland uh, Junior High School. That was great. But we, we actually do want to get into a, a segment about some of our curriculum because we we're kicking off this, you know, video curriculum year for schools and our theme this year is breakthrough. And if you've not been able to go back and listen to previous shows, you really want to. There's been some incredible um, conversation we're having. And we're talking about really teaching kids how to break through in their social life, which, you know, you hear parents, you hear not just parents and teachers, but you hear people in business who are hiring people out of college or out of high school who are basically saying kids today, their social skills are lacking. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to connect, how to engage. So we've been doing this series on how to break through in their social life, teaching some of these skills. Do we talk about answering texts? <laughs> Text messages. Um, what, what makes you think of that? Because I, I think of some of the social skills that are lacking, and it's like that respect that it takes some kids like days, days to get back and they, to employers. And yes. that's concerning. It's very concerning. And one of the things that I've done with my kids in it, you know, to try to model this, but my kids, when they were at the age to get a cell phone, like they, they had to, if they wanted to have the cell phone, first thing we told them was, this is not your cell phone. This doesn't mean your mother's cell phone. We're buying it. We're paying for it. We're letting you use it. So it's really for us. So it's a gift to you. Use it, have fun with it, but it is ours. So we're doing this for us. Mm -hmm. You get the benefit of using it, but it's for us. It's so that we can reach you anytime we want. With your friends, you're at practice, you need to ride. So that means every time we call or text, you're picking up and you're answering within 60 seconds. Unless we know you're in a workout or in a meeting or something, but you're going to. And, and all it did is it took, you know, maybe two of our kids, it took one time where they didn't answer and they had the conversation. Do you remember why we got you this, this, this phone? Mm -hmm. Yes. They're like, Oh, they, they really meant this. And so then, then they no longer have the phone for a little bit. And then they realize, Oh, this is a privilege. And it, it kind of helped them understand like this phone is to be communicative yeah. <laughs> with my family. <laughs> that is the number one role of this phone. That's what it's Our for. Our phone. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I don't know. I think that helped ingrain a little bit of just like, hey, if people message you, unless there are people you're not interested in communicating with, mm -hmm. but adults especially. So I'd, I'd encourage parents to make sure, make sure you 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 have some some authority when it comes to how your kids communicate with you with that tool. But yeah, it's a big issue. Yeah. So what? Where are we going with this lesson? So um, we're, you know, we're going to talk really about what I believe is one of the, the core foundations in connecting. Um, you know, our, 
the, 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 the way we interact with people and the quality of our relationships is driven by what's inside of us. And I learned this in uh, junior high. My Sunday school teacher sat our Sunday school class down and gave us a challenge. And the challenge was everybody in the class had to pick one person to eat lunch with that was outside of our comfort zone. Pick someone who just moved to the school. Pick someone who maybe eats lunch alone. And your assignment is to eat lunch with them every day for one week. And I immediately knew who I was supposed to eat lunch with. It was a boy named Danny. And I'd love to say that I was pumped for Monday morning and pumped to spend the week eating lunch with Danny, but it was the exact opposite. I had this fear, even this dread that was hanging over me Monday morning because I, th- I, I thought I was cool. I had a lot of friends. I thought I'm popular. And I looked at Danny. I thought of Danny. And I knew he was the guy I was supposed to. I mean, I just picked basically the first, the most uncomfortable person in my mind came to mind. Sure. And Danny wasn't cool. He wasn't popular. And so I was dreading sitting and eating lunch with him because I was overwhelmed with the thought of what are my friends going to think when I don't eat lunch with them today and they spot me sitting with Danny. That was, that was, see, what was, what I learned was what was inside of me, right? Mm -hmm. How I interacted with people and the quality of my relationships was being driven by what was inside of me. And what was inside of me was, I'm, I'm pretty cool. Right? Right. I'm pretty cool. And maybe the way you dress, maybe the way you look, that's not very cool. And so it became this eye-opening experience for me to start to realize like, holy cow, um, I have a lot of thoughts about myself. Like just the simple assignment of eating with somebody different is causing me anxiety and struggle. Why? Because it's a real hard challenge? No. A real hard challenge would be to say, you don't get to eat lunch for a week. See if you can survive on your own. That'd be a challenge. Eating a lunch, a lunch that's provided for you by the school, like that's not a challenge. I just realized I have some issues. It's called narcissism. I'm so focused on myself. It wasn't like I had this big heart and was like, oh, I'm going to help somebody else. I couldn't even get there. That's called empathy. When you can actually get to a point where you're you're able to put yourself in someone else's shoes and actually care about somebody else. I was so consumed with myself, I didn't care. What do you say to people that, oh, come on, you're being so hard on yourself or, you know, my child is shy. You can't ask them to do that, you know, and go out of their comfort zone and make someone feel included. Well, if you think about this, um, and I want to be careful how I say this, but so much of the anxiety and the depression that kids are dealing with today is rooted in narcissism. Think about it. If I'm anxious, if I'm depressed, what am I depressed about? Me. I'm not getting enough attention. I'm not getting enough of this. I'm not getting what I want. 
People aren't catering to me. You don't know what I've been through. So there is a, there is a selfish, narcissistic root in a lot of these mental health issues. It's, the mental health issue is a disease of me in many situations. Now, we have so many other episodes, so many other lessons where we talk about how to overcome anxiety. How, and, and I'm not just saying, you know, grow up and not, not be selfish. But this whole idea of, of being a narcissist, if you are narcissistic, when, you're think, when I am thinking about me fixating on, fixated on me, I'm not fixated and thinking about somebody else. Mm-hmm. They're opposing perspectives and focal points. And so th- this is a, a big deal. So I remember sitting with Danny and I'm, I'm looking at it. He has big, thick glasses that probably were hand-me-downs. They didn't fit his head. He had ratty, holy clothes. And th- th- this is, th- again, I'm just realizing what I care about, what I focus on. It was a mirror. I was I was getting a mere reflection of what I really valued and what mattered to me. And it was eye-opening to me. So th- this is a big deal. Yeah, some people are saying, oh, you're being too hard on yourself. You know what? I, I don't think, I think if you're being hard on yourself and you're putting yourself down, you're t- calling yourself a loser, I think that's bad. But I think this conscience inside of us is trying to pull us up and hold us accountable to it the best version of ourselves, I think if we silence that, we hurt ourselves and we, we, we take ourselves off our own chopping block that's supposed to whittle away the worst parts of ourselves. We got to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more after this. Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to The Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. So we're talking about narcissism. Yeah, so, you know, we're talking about how to have a breakthrough, teaching kids how to break through in their social life. And, you know how we interact with people and the quality of our relationships is driven by what's inside of us. And I was telling the last segment that, you know, ultimately what's inside of us is, is, is either really good or maybe not so good. And so evaluating what is driving those interactions, the quality of those relationships is very important. And I shared this story about, you know, my Sunday school teacher challenged me to eat lunch with, somebody outside my comfort zone. And so I'm eating with Danny. And what happened was I realized that pretty much all of my interaction with people were really about me. Like what's in it for me? 
which that's narcissism. And if you've never heard the story of where the word narcissist comes from, it's really interesting. It's based in Greek mythology. It's the story of Narcissus, who is just this strikingly, stunningly handsome young man who is a hunter. And he's, he's really esteemed. People love him. They're attracted to him because of his beauty and because of his skills. And he is hunting in the cool of the day in a forest. And he, he walks up upon this small pool of water that is so clear and, and so pristine that it creates this mirror image. And so he goes to the, this, this, this body of water and sees the reflection and catches his own glimpse and is just taken by the sheer beauty. He takes in the muscular build and the deep, colorful eyes and the hair and j- just the pure beauty of what he's beholding. And he becomes infatuated with his own image. Which, there's a lot of people that are infatuated with their own image. There's some social media apps that highlight that. Just look at Instagram. Yeah. There's a lot of people on there. That, and I'm not knocking it because they look good. But they're, they're, they're infatuated with their own image. And it, it's interesting, and I'm not saying everybody that's doing that is a narcissist. But he becomes, this is where the story gets weirder. He becomes so infatuated with this image of himself that he can't take his eyes off himself. The story ends with him simply withering away because he doesn't eat any food. He never gets nourishment. He never, he can't take his eyes off of himself to go live his life. And so he dies withering away, looking at himself. I had either not heard that story, how it ended, or, you know, didn't pay attention or forgotten. But once I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, it kind of truly, then you understand the depths of the uh, definition of narcissism. Yeah. And that story is like a mirror. It's like, oh, okay. And if we're honest, we all have, like, if if anybody who's listening to this and you have any self-awareness at all, as I'm speaking, you're thinking of some things that are popping up because your mind is brilliant. Our, our brains are so brilliant. Like you're already identifying areas like, oh, I have some narcissism, right? And then some of you who have no self-awareness are like thinking of everybody else. <laughs> now, I have self-awareness was, and I thought was, of everybody else. That was kind of ouchy. That was kind of ouchy. <laughs> Dang, Coach so Seth, easy. that was cold. <laughs> it is very natural. Um, so, so, you know, this little assignment for me became a very eye-opening journey because it took me literally at least two days of sitting there self-conscious thinking about myself and about what everybody else is thinking about me eating lunch with Danny Miller. That's what I thought about for two straight days. It took me two days. It took me until I got to Wednesday to actually start to just settle down, get my eyes and my focus off of myself, which was what was happening was empathy was starting to be birthed in me which empathy is is that ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes, right? Where you can get inside of what they think, what they feel, what they experience, putting yourself inside of them. So what was happening is I was slowly becoming empathetic towards Danny, where I was then starting to realize, like, this is his life. I, and I could, instead of being so self-conscious, 
I was watching how people were looking at Danny and what it was like to sit there and look at people past you by as you sit there eating by yourself. And then it took me two or three days to figure out and look around at all the other kids. Not tons, but there's other kids speckled throughout the cafeteria who were also eating all by themselves. I didn't even notice this. Went to school there for a year and a half. Never noticed it before. Or maybe I did. But I was sympathetic, but not empathetic. Which Dr. Brene Brown points out the difference. You know, there's a major difference between sympathy and empathy. Uh, Sympathy builds walls and, 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 and drives disconnection. Empathy builds connection. So people may have had sympathy on Danny, saw the tape wrapped around the corner of his glasses, saw the holes in his jeans, and I'm sure there's other kids that had a better eye that noticed things. I was a middle school boy. Middle school boys just don't notice much. I didn't, at least for me. I was that typical dude that just didn't pay attention. Some people, I promise you, there's some girls and some dudes that were a little more keen and more sensitive than I was that saw him and I thought, man, he's sitting alone. That must really be bad. Hmm. I feel bad for him. I feel bad, but I'm going to keep walking by. I feel bad for him. I'm not going to invite him to sit at my table. I'm not going to sit with him. Sympathy does nothing. Empathy drives you to act, right? That's, That's the power of empathy. So again, how we interact with people and the quality of our relationships is driven by what's inside of us. Do we have empathy for people? Do we have the ability to put ourselves in people's shoes? Or is what is inside of us is narcissistic, selfish? That will shape so much of our social life and the quality of our relationships. Simple stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of your social life, and I don't know how it is today. I don't even know if they go to the lunchroom. But like we grew up, that was huge. And I remember, I think it was my junior year, I got the lunch that no one else had. So I kind of was like your, the Danny, you know, that I didn't have anybody to sit with. So I had to figure out, like, what did that look like for me? And I was like, oh, my gosh, these are not my close friends. So I sat by a couple of guys uh, that were probably not on the highest level of cool. But I had the I remember we laughed that whole year. And I was like, it was the best experience, but it's kind of was like survival mode, you know, to what was I going to do? But it ended up like being a blessing for me. Yes, absolutely. And and the the thing that you did though, was you just realized like, I need connections. I want to, I want to, I don't want to spend lunch alone. So I'm going to sit with whoever. And this is the beauty of relationships. People are amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I am always amazed with everybody I talk to. I can find something that I'm just fascinated with about every single person. I mean, I'm fascinated by something about them. There's something interesting from their past, something interesting about them now, or they have an interesting take on life. That's just really unique to them. That is just so amazing how all of us are so different. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. But when we're focused on ourselves, we miss out on the beauty of people. So some people are saying, what does this have to do? Like, what does everything like empathy, narcissism have to do with the quality of relationships? 
everything. So again, this entire series, we've been talking about how, how to socially connect and engage and how having close relationships is one of the keys to thriving, not just surviving in this world. And one of the things that's so interesting, we, we are designed for authentic relationship. That's how we're designed, for authentic, quality relationships. And there is something that we've been gifted as human beings, this little tool, this little quality that we've been gifted that allows us to look into someone's eyes and we can spot what's inside of them. You've heard me say that the eyes are the window to the soul. Mm -hmm. We have this ability to look into someone's eyes and we can see a little glimpse of what's in there. I want to unpack that Mm. after we come back from this next break. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more to get involved. Five Star Life offers year-round programs for kids at our 350-acre training facility that we call Summit. These programs focus on three core components. First, each program includes lessons from our curriculum that targets kids' mindset. Secondly, each program teaches a skill like equine, archery, blacksmithing, basketball, fishing, boating, and many more. Thirdly, our programs connect kids to mentors we call coaches who are trained to help kids live a five-star life. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more or sign up your kids. Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, joined in studio with Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. And we're just talking about, you know, ultimately th- th- this idea of, you know, the the way we interact with people, the quality of our relationships is de- driven and determined by what's inside of us. And, you know, we've been given this incredible ability to the eyes of the window to the soul. And we have this ability to look at someone's eyes. And I'm not saying we always get it 100% right. But it's amazing how you can look at someone and you can see what's inside of them. Is it fear? Is it insecurity? Is it love? Is it generosity? Is it kindness? Like, like we can get these vibes, these senses. It's an amazing thing. And when you stop and think about that, some of you maybe have never thought about it that way, but isn't it amazing how many of us have friends, family, people in our lives that when you pause and think about it, what is inside of them for the most part is maybe not empathy and love and generosity, but it's narcissistic. Mm. And and you can think about that. You can pull those people out. I mean, it's not hard. It's, it's intuitive. Mm-hmm. And so what, what we have to think about is what type of person do you want to be? What quality of relation, what kind of, what, what quality, what level of relationships do you want to have and do you want to be that person that people view as that narcissist? Or do you want people to look in your eyes and see kindness and generosity and love and support and hope and encouragement? And, and the truth is this. If all I'm thinking about when I'm talking to you, Mia, is me, all you get is me. Mm-hmm. That's all you're receiving is me. This is all about Seth right now. So it's just, there's a lot of people out there that probably feel bad about themselves. That's not the point of this. Don't feel bad. 
This is to bring awareness. The wonderful thing about all of these conversations we have is their mindset shifts and tweaks. Literally, today you can start a new habit of just shifting your focus, literally today. Make a decision that you, listen, I want to be a person that has depth. I want to be a person of integrity. It's one of our five life values. Like who you are when nobody's looking. If you can start when nobody's around you, starting to shift some of your thought processes to other people, when you get up, when you get up in the morning, instead of shifting to everything you have to do, think about those things, but start to think about the other people you're going to interact with. Just think about them. I start my day and I, st- I pray for people. That's one way I shift my t- prayer is a wonderful thing for a lot of reasons, whether you're a person of faith or not. But it shifts your focus off of yourself and onto others, mm-hmm. unless you're just praying for yourself, which I'm not saying that's bad. <laughs> But maybe spend a little more time thinking of others. Mm-hmm. Think about the people you're going to work with, you're going to eat with, you're going to serve. Think about anybody you're going to be around with and then just start putting intentional thought into who they are. Think about them. Think about what value you could bring to them that day. These are little tiny tweaks that are so fun, by the way, because we are wired for authentic connection. And what will happen when you start to put your your focus on others, you're going to find out that it is really fulfilling to be thinking about the other person when you're interacting with them instead of what you need from them. Mm-hmm. It is a it is a invigorating way to live. I want to go back to the, the eyes <laughs> because I know we tell um, kids this too, is that, you know, one way to uh, change is to look people in the eye. And it is so true because you true. I mean, when someone's talking to you, you can see if they're even paying attention to you uh, or if people always look down. And it's like if you'll just look up and yes. give somebody attention, you know, your undivided attention, that's important. It's so important. And, and tips for this is a great show for if you have kids that are just going back to school in their middle school, high school, this is a great show for them to listen to. Um, I was just having this conversation with with a 15-year-old uh, kid I know very well. And, you know, new school, new environment. And, you know, you, it's kind of important how you have that first impression because you can get labeled pretty quick in schools, right? Because new school, it's, it's a bunch of freshmen coming in and you make judgments pretty quick right? Mm-hmm. We had a previous lesson. We talked about that. We make judgments very quick about people. It's just the way we are. So if, if I'm walking down the hallway and what's inside of me is ultimately narcissism that comes out in the form of insecurity because I'm insecure about who I am and I want to make a good impression, but I, I'm afraid to look people in the eye and I'm fr- afraid to engage and I hope people like me. I want to make friends, but I'm not sure where to start. And I just... I make a beeline from class A to class B and I'm looking down. I'm, I'm not making eye contact. We talked about this in the previous lesson. That, that, is not, that is not something that is helpful because you are not at all letting people know like, hey, I'm friendly. I'm making eye contact. It's amazing how just that simple thing mm-hmm. is a game changer for building relationships. For adults too. For adults. Yeah. Yeah. So really simple stuff. So... This is this is just a question. What kind of interaction, what quality of relationships do you want to have? You want to have real authentic connection with people? 
then you have to identify where you're narcissistic. What areas of your life are just maybe a little too much about you. That that's that's the place to start. And then of course, there's always the shoe fits in both sides. There may be some relationships where you're like, oh, I'm identifying why I'm struggling to connect with this person. And maybe it's because it's all about them. I mean, we know people that are total narcissists. It is all about them. They always talk about themselves, never ask about you. Right. Even when you're talking, it, it always comes back to them. They don't talk to you out of empathy and trying to connect. They're trying to trump you and steal more glory and get the focus back over here because really they downplay even your problems, your issues. They can't, they can't experience empathy because they're so focused on themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they can't relate. And what does that do? It puts this massive wall up of connection. Oh yeah. I mean, I have, I know a person that it's, it's always like, I am so amazing. Everything I do is amazing, amazing, amazing. And you're just like, oh my gosh, you know, but it does, it just creates that wall. And I'm like, we can't really connect because I guess I'm not that amazing, you know? Yeah. And, and this is where narcissists have the, the, the deeper the pit of narcissism that you're stuck in, the it's also directly correlated to a lack of self-awareness, mm-hmm. right? So the more selfish you are, it's it's almost like you sink into this hole, and so you can't you can't see. So you you can't see yourself, you can't see others. All you're seeing is yourself, and you can't get a a, a grasp. You can't even get up and get a bird's eye view on yourself. And it's like it's so important to step out of yourself and look down and just put yourself in people's shoes and start to get a feel for how do I come across and, and just at a, at a thought level, what are my thoughts about? Just evaluating my thoughts when I'm with people, what am I thinking about? Am I just constantly trying to impress? Am I constantly trying to be the center? Am I constantly trying to one-up them? What, what am I doing? Like what is inside of me? That's the place to start. And from there, because we're designed so brilliantly, from there it's just observation and making making some tweaks. Whew, good stuff. <laughs> it is good stuff. It, here, it's so good. And can I just ask you to do us a favor? If this content has been helpful, if you would do us a big favor, we're just starting the podcast. We're just starting this on YouTube. We are trying to build a following because we we're, we're doing this because we're on a mission. And we believe if the whole, listen, if your whole neighborhood, if your whole state, if this whole nation, if the whole world understood these things and people could be filled with empathy and understand that, man, it's servant leadership, it's connection, it's serving, it's helping. That's where we find richness and connects, connection and relationship. If we could do that, we could change the culture. That's our mission. Would you help us do that? We just want you to subscribe to the show, whether it's, you know, a podcast or on YouTube, subscribe to this. And then also want to encourage you to hit that like button. And then think of some people that you think, maybe it's your thing to the narcissist in your life. This is a great opportunity to share this Mm -hmm. episode with them. Think of all the narcissists. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Think of all the people in your life that you think could benefit um, and go ahead and share it. I love it because there's some people that uh, are in our five-star basketball program that are sharing this stuff. They're sitting down with their family and they're going through this together. 
which is awesome. brilliant to me. All right, we're out of time. We have something really cool. If you want to get involved in Five Star Life, September 29th, we're doing an event called Horses and Heroes. It's going to be amazing. If you love cowboy, cowgirl type of stuff, want to be part of the rodeo, music, barbecue, it's going to be a lot of fun. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities.